AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Fighting Cock is back once again. We asked, what were the worst comments you've ever seen about Spurs? Leicester is picked apart, sort of. Uh, Levy is a king or Enoch out. Buddy eats baby poo. Do we fear Everton? Buddy mugs a disabled child. <laughs> and the second half falls apart. Sorry, buddy. Actually, you should have fucking apologised. Apologise! Yeah, apologise. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel channel. It's episode four, season five of the Fighting Cop Podcast. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello. 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 Good evening. Why can't we win a fucking game of football? <laughs> <laughs> Just one game. We're going to win the league one point at a time. That was a fantastic chat <laughs> on Saturday. That what was, was that? good. One point at a time. <laughs> <laughs> one point at a time. We're going to win the league that, one yeah, point yeah. at a time. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, okay, quick little bit of housekeeping. Uh, Europa League draw is on Friday. Uh, that's a group draw. It goes straight into the groups, right? Is it Friday or this it's Friday? Friday. It's Friday. Friday, yeah. Um, so we're going to do some investigating for 1882, make sure that we can get to one of the early group games, definitely. That's exciting. I yeah, I don't know how it's going to work out in terms of 
the first game because it goes to season ticket holders. Although Block Nine, sorry, Block Thirty Five only has nine season ticket holders, so shouldn't be a problem. The only issue would be is if we get a semi-big team in Europe yeah. and we play the home game against us, um, and they bring a lot of fans, they, they'll take thirty-five. Well, it's not even a semi-big team; it's a team with a lot of expats in London. It's like even if it's a Turkish team, the Turkish people will turn up, Greeks will turn up. We need some like, small kind of like Latvian teams or someone really should, shit, someone yeah. really shit, like a sheriff or something. Yeah. So we'll, we'll let you know probably by Friday afternoon. Uh, if something's going on and then when tickets go on sale we'll snap them up get 1882 down the lane yes that is exciting I'm looking forward to that yeah so no matter how shit Spurs are yeah we've got something to look forward to our fellow fans Uh, and also uh, fanzines are practically sold out now still got a few to send I've been away again so apologies for that if you haven't received yours already Uh, it's going to be with you shortly okay we've got a good question to start with sagacious from Reddit says with a couple of bad results sending fans into meltdown and expressing it on a social media what's the worst Spurs related comment you've ever seen on Facebook and Twitter um, I don't have any I've seen loads so many that I can't even pick one out I can't remember them but the, some of the worst ones have been said on here about, yeah. <laughs> about, about how certain players shouldn't exist anymore yeah. uh, I think I mean T you've kind of you've wished Perishment on, on many uh, <laughs> many Spurs players. I've done indeed, but luckily most of them have gone. <laughs> well, they are dead. <laughs> well, they've gone from Tottenham. They're, they're dead. They're dead from a Spurs standpoint. Your hero, Soldado, scored for Villarreal. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got it wrong. We found yeah, it, surely. Spurs failed him big time. Um, but over the weekend, I've seen people talk about old managers and talking about, you know, we should never have got rid of Red Nap. You know, three years on. So those are the worst kind of comments. It's just all it's all hindsight, and it's easy to um, take. It's easy to be negative about it than it is to be positive. I'm not suggesting everyone's a happy clapper, but so some of the stuff I've read about Redknapp is just. You're not in a good mood today, are you? <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, I just, I just no, I'm just stifled my laughter. Just look at his, look really, at his brow. I'm really badly hangover. What from Saturday? I'm, I'm old. <laughs> yeah. I've heard about the two-day hangovers. I've had, I've had, had it creep into my life yeah. a couple of times. You know, the, the bowel, mus- bowel movements are very loose on the yeah, second day of that. It's like baby doo doo colour. What the fuck's up? <laughs> I, T tried to drink with Lombardi, and that's what happened. <laughs> oh, God. That's what happened. <laughs> I bet you on the double runs. And double runs, really good rum, like fucking expensive rum. Lads, but it was, it was, it was yeah. fucking lads. <laughs> really nice sitting there drinking rum, yeah. putting the world to rights. It was good, man. I left. I, I exited King's Cross through You the came to the pub with us? No, no, no. I, left, I left the station <laughs> when you were going to the pub. I said, right, I'm going home. Fuck this shit, yeah. Uh, amazing. So, every, but basically, every part of the Fighting Cock Park, two of us, I think, went to uh, Leicester. Yeah, it was uh, a good day. Yeah, we had a good day. Yeah, it was good. We had a uh, nice train ride on the way up. I, I was late to the party with the tickets, so I had to sit on the seat behind the table of four that they all had together. So, I, I had to, like, put my head over the side to try and be involved with the conversation. Like, it's, it's like you like the smelly kid at school. It was like, I did, I had my exact words, I said it's like being at school all over again. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, um, it's like home improvement with the geese over the fence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, just see his dome. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get involved in the conversation. Dome? Cheeky <laughs> <laughs> <Chucky> little cunt. <laughs> um, is it... What was it like? I mean, it sounded loud. Like, the, the, the fans sounded decent. Was it all right? What do you think? It was... I, sorry, buddy. Well, I, well, do, I, do you not remember, T? No, <laughs> I don't remember much either, but I enjoyed it. It was... I was... I was... It was... It was... It was loud. It wasn't... It wasn't the best uh, away the atmosphere that I've, that I've known, but I was right at the front. That might have been part of it, but... No, it was good. There was a lot of back and forth with the Leicester fans on uh, uh, over their side. I must admit, but uh, no, it, it was good. Everyone seemed to be enjoying themselves. Got nothing else to live for, they? Uh, well, that's true. Saturday, that's it. Yeah. And they've got to go back to the little hovels. <laughs> Disgusting little go place. Back to the not, it's, yeah. it's on par with Coventry. <laughs> Apologies to everyone who lives there, but move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> move now. But no, the first half was quite uninspiring. And, uh, and I think the crowd kind of reflected it. I mean, it wasn't one of the great away day atmospheres, but the scenes when we scored yeah. <laughs> were amazing. But I think you all know what happened a minute after that happened. 
glorious one minute, one minute of pure glory. Yeah, I, I, I got bundled by two people. Yeah. One, of them, one of them was Bardi. <laughs> <laughs> so he had his back squarely and really pressed against some oh, really like, pretty hard steps. Concrete steps. Yeah, it was a bit, it all got a bit American History X with T. <laughs> <laughs> we did kind of curb stomp him. Fucking <laughs> hell. Wow. Um, that's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I fucking forgot my train of thought then. I don't know. <laughs> uh, big shout out to Chris Spurs, yeah, uh, yeah. or Ramsing on Twitter. Uh, got absolutely annihilated. It made it to Away Day Sleep as a Twitter account. Which that was is, brilliant. Which is yeah. amazing. Um, Good work to Ben, uh, Ben Alfrey. Um, yeah, they were, they were both on pretty good form for most yeah. of their lives. Well, he put the pictures up. It was his yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to destroy his mate. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he documented it well. <laughs> it was. It was sick everywhere. <laughs> uh, is it, uh, Barry, Barry Slater, who designs our fanzine said he's never seen so much sick in all his life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah even Barry was there. Oh, fuck, yeah, I forgot Barry was there. Yeah, we had pub, didn't we? Yeah. It was nice to see Case as well. Hi, Case. Hi, Case. Case nearly got killed by Chris and a, and a flying glass, apparently. Yeah. I don't know whether Chris will probably even remember it, but there was just a, a, a moment where Chris didn't need a glass anymore. <laughs> he, he didn't need this empty glass, <laughs> so he just, he just disposed of it and it smashed <laughs> relatively close to Case's head. <laughs> Uh, but, but then, as through the Chinese whispers, it turns out that, well, by the end of the day, we thought Case had actually glassed somebody. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Chinese whispers. <laughs> well, no, it was, was he a bit aggy, Case, was he? No, no, no he was fine. Case is never aggy. But it was a good no, day. No, no, it was good overall. All right, to the football. Uh, who do you think had uh, a good game? Who stood out? Who, I mean, Lamella, I know he got a lot of pelters uh, again, but he created <coughs> five, five chances, more than any other player on the pitch. He did? Yeah. Wow. Where'd you get that from? Twitter. That's, that's, well, that's wrong. Yeah, is it? Was, yeah. that off, was that off his personal account? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I created five chances in this game. More than any other player on the pitch. <laughs> Brian Lomelo. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's, that's just wrong. No, he was... Um, he, his, his stats <clears throat> reflect his just nothingness. Mm. Um, it, was, it, it, it was frustrating for him again, and I think... Everyone knows how I have kind of championed Lamella, but uh, I, I am re- genuinely now starting to think that it's it's, it's wrong person, wrong club, wrong Did time. You, didn't you make a bet with someone that yeah, he's got, he's got ten still? goals, ten assists? Yeah. Yeah, I did, yeah. He may still do. Yeah, he might. He might. He I didn't say for Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, he, he struggled. And the thing is, he doesn't. nobody needs an excuse to get on his back now anyway. I'm not, I'm not saying that they're wrong to get on his back, but it, he, he, he has to have a stormer to re- stop them. Do you remember at the start of the season when we said we've got rid of all the scapegoats at Spurs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we said within three games we'll have a new scapegoat. <laughs> for me to be scapegoat in Lamella, of all people as well, it just shows where it's at. I mean, well, it's completely ridiculous. We're only three games in, but and I feel really bad for saying this, but he's running out of time. I, he's can't. We can't have any more chance. He's, I know it's only three games, and he's hardly. He's only started one of them. But enough. Come on. <laughs> come on. That's it. And it's been said that him and Ericsson can't play in the same team. So Ericsson being injured gave him the opportunity to have a freer role, and he's not. He's not really got the chance at all. So. But have you seen Lamella when he plays for Argentina with Messi? He can't even play in the same team as Messi. <laughs> Alright, alright, we've bashed Lamella to bits over the last couple of weeks, let's leave him alone. Um, there's a question from Rafi123 of Reddit, he says, do you think we will reach that magical 40 points this year and avoid the drop? Only 38 points off. Yeah. <laughs> Only if there's 40 games in the season. <laughs> it can, do you guys feel gen- genuinely I don't again I don't feel too bad I think no, it's I okay I think it's going to be alright I mean, we don't have to kind of bring out the razor blades it's a little bit more comical than anything else it's just like we've thrown away the lead twice I know we should be really depressed about it but there's there's enough there brewing I think there's enough signs there to think that if if we if we get the right players in now we'll be okay but that is that brings us down to the big problem of why are we in this situation now where we should be ready, and we're not ready. But there's enough there brewing under the surface to make me feel confident we'll turn it around. I don't know, it's a bit like, you know, you've got a baby, you bathe them, they go for a run in the living room, they're shitting an expensive carpet. <laughs> that's, that, that's Tottenham. <laughs> but, oh, they've shut out the carpet again, for fuck's sake. A, <laughs> a, a naked baby. Yeah. And it's, it's baby poo, it's sweet as well. So I'm just like, well... What, what the fuck? What? How do you no, know? No, 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 I'm not saying I'm eating it, but, you know... What? Do you mean that's sweet? But how do you know? That's what women say, don't they? They say, like, What? What are you talking about? <laughs> What do you mean sweet? Oh, no, 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 I'm not letting you go. What do you mean sweet? No, no, no. I like the way he just went through it. I don't know. I don't know. 
What love... do you mean sweet? <laughs> I, 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 I said it's cute. It's a baby shit. It's really inoffensive. You mean taste, you filthy, <laughs> disgusting <laughs> <laughs> You pig. <laughs> As in inoffensive. I love you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, it's not, it's, it's, not, it's not too bad. It might be all right. Harry Kane will score four or five this season. And, uh... <laughs> I said, we were just we were just talking in the pub then, and I, and I was saying as we were walking down here, but I, I, I'm the same as you. I don't, I, don't feel, I don't feel overly depressed about things. Maybe I should, but I, as Buddy says, I think there's enough brewing underneath there, and I think there is... Uh, I, actually, I don't know. I think it's just blind faith. Do you reckon it's about your personality? Because <clears throat> I'm quite... Yes. I, I always look at Spurs optimistically, no matter... You, we could get smacked. Even after we got beat 5-2 by Arsenal, I still felt all right. I felt yeah. like we'll, we'll, be, we'll be OK. We'll finish fifth or sixth, probably. Yeah. And that's that's what we can expect. Yeah, you even look for the glory or you go dancing in the void, man. It's just... I <sighs> oh, see, he's brought it back, in he? That was poetic. <laughs> From sweet baby shit to poetry. He eats baby shit. <laughs> Doesn't matter what you say. Uh, I think... Uh, and I said this to quite a few people after Saturday when we were walking back to the train and having the same conversations as we're probably having now. And I'm saying it's... Particularly since since becoming more involved and knowing more about the club and, and joining you lot and Nate and the rest of it, my, my perception of Tottenham Hotspur and, and football in general has changed so much over the last few years that if I wasn't positive or wouldn't be able to sit there and go, you know what, this is shit, that is shit, but I'm going to focus on what I think is going to be good or what actually can be turned around, then I wouldn't enjoy football at all and I, and I don't want to lose it. Because if I, if I was like that, then I would lose it and I, I wouldn't even bother with, with Tottenham. Spurs are supposed to be something that makes you happy and I get it. that's kind of too romantic for almost everyone who follows a football club and there are going to be times when they break your heart many, many times. But that, all of those times that they do break your heart are going to be matched even if, in moments of absolute glory and those moments of absolute glory are worth all of the shit that, we, that every football club, if unless you're kind of one of the top three or four, have to go through. And Spurs aren't that. We're not. We're not Champions League team. Mm. We're never going to go for the Premier League in the next couple of years, at least, probably more. So you got to hold on to these moments of glory, and they will come. But um, bankrupt Spurs wrote a blog yesterday, and I think the premise of the blog is like um, you've got a bunch of players, and they can identify with their Spurs fans. And um, today I saw Ryan Mason tweet about. Um, Awesome. What, what is it? It's about Arsenal. Yeah, yeah it wasn't today. It? it was like an old No, but one, it came like... up today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm saying it's, it's just a reminder that we've, you know, we've got Spurs fans playing for. There's a lot to be. I can't say there's loads to be optimistic about, but there's enough there to to kind of grasp to, to grab onto. I mean, there's there's lots of issues on and off the pitch. The way we've um, left our squad almost bereft, and the season's three games in. But. What can you do? I mean, I think half an hour after the game, I kind of got over it and just moved on. Yeah, but I think that's. I think this is the point in that. I think um, for, again, for me, and I'm sure there's plenty of others that feel the same way. But things have changed now. Where the most important thing about Tottenham to me now is is going to football with my mates and in, and in, and enjoying it. That might mean that my opinion on other things is is maybe less. Uh, forceful, but like I said, it's you know, I'd, I'd be it doesn't bother me if we finish ninth and tenth. But if I have eight, nine, ten fantastic away dates in a year, yeah. that's to the point where, where I am now. I will be honest. I mean, I, I'm a bit opposite because I don't want Spurs to finish eighth, ninth, or tenth. I want Spurs to finish as high as they can, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna allow a game like when we played against Leicester, I'm not gonna allow the fact that we fucked that up. I'm not gonna allow the fact that we lost to Stoke bring me down, man. There's enough things in fucking life to get upset about, but. Spurs shouldn't be one of those. I completely agree. Like, yeah. enjoy it, but I want Spurs to finish high up. Yeah, I'm not going to get. I'm not going to get pissed off about it. No, it's not. You know, I want Spurs to do as well as possible. Look, and it ruins. I'm not saying it ruins my game, but it, it certainly. If you, I struggle oh. to watch other football, enjoy other football that goes on that weekend. If Spurs have lost or we've mm. had a shit result or whatever. Look, I'm yeah. the same as everyone else. But I'm just saying that, like you say, it's. It's. It, I try and take the, all the positives that I can and try and leave the negatives as much as I can. Yeah. <laughs> but I think when AVB first came my manager, I think. <laughs> First three games is a similar record. We two draws and one defeat, which is against Newcastle. Mm. And we've got a record points total. But we were conceding a lot of late leads in that season. Mm. And AVB did different um, coaching methods to kind of improve concentration. Potts has said over and over again, you know, he's angry, he's upset. But I hope to God he does something about yeah. it because um, there's clearly something there. I mean, there's, we talk about how young our squad is. The last game was um, Alderweireld's fault for giving the penalty away. This week was Vertonghen's fault for showing Mahrez inside and should have shown him away from the goal. So you d- you would hope that players who are a bit older know better. Stop, stop fucking about. But the thing is about Mahrez, at the moment he's unplayable because when he showed him round the outside, he, he hit the post. Yeah, but it's, mm. just, it's just defensive one-on-one. You don't guide him towards a goal. 
When we did an interview with a bloke called Adam Powley, friend of the show, he's been on a couple of times, great writer, should check his stuff out. He's published a couple of books as well with uh, Martin Cloak. And he was talking about season Spurs went down. <coughs> and there was this feeling around Tottenham. And I know football's different then. It was, you know, we're talking 35 years ago or 30 years ago or so. And there was this unity at the club amongst the fans that said, yeah, we've got to help this team get back up. We've got to go to every game. And Spurs... I suppose it's away and home support during that season when we went down to the second division was apparently, by all right, but my dad talks about it all the time, was incredible. And yeah, there was, it was a, I've, I've heard, yeah. And, and the may, maybe football is different then and, and, and the game has changed and we expect so much more because of the money we pay and all that kind of stuff. But it's a shame, actually, that there isn't a unity at Spurs and in most fan bases. There isn't a unity in football anymore. And, and belonging to your football club and fighting against... The other lot, either physically, if that's what you're into, or you know, singing as loud as you can, or defending your patch, saying you're coming to Spurs, you're playing us, and we're going to get behind your team. But now there's this culture for the last ten years or so, maybe more. I'm probably being a little bit rose tinted, but it's kind of let's get on our own team's back rather than you're getting on on then, your own shirt. <laughs> so your own, you, you kind of, or maybe the, the players are letting the shirt down. I don't know. I mean, for years our fans have been. Um giving players grief. I mean, even Hoddle copped it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At his peak, our fans would be counting him off. Mm. But, um, no, I mean, there's fans fighting amongst ourselves as well, whether it be on social media or at the game and after the game. Um, it's just a sign of the times. I think we're, we're spending these increasing money on tickets and stuff, and then, you know, we're, well, we're two, two weeks into the season and we've got one, one able-bodied striker. <laughs> we've got another one who's not going to play for us again. And, the, and there's this protracted um, transfer of Beverina, and I just think it's hard not to be frustrated of all that because it just happens year after year. Look, look, and I get it, you know, and I get why people are frustrated, and, and I'm not saying that I'm I'm not, and I don't think for the people that try and uh, that get labelled as happy clappers or whatever are are not ignorant to the to the issues that are there. Um, but I think. Flies right. I, there's a, a question of there's no there's no romanticism left in it more in it anymore. I don't think, and that's and that's and that's a shame. And I don't think there's anything wrong with, I mean, trying to just grasp and cling on to those last bits that are in. And that's what away days are all about. Everyone talks about the uh, that away day support, and that's because there's that romanticism there, isn't there? There's about a, a, a unity again. Okay. Um, there, there was a question from Lewis Kahn about Lamella, but I'm going to skip it because you know. Um, <laughs> we've already done, done, done him a disservice. Probably not a disservice. We've done him a service. <clears throat> Stop stopping talking about him. Um, yeah. So there's this there's this issue with squad squad, squad depth. Um, you know, where where are we going with that? Well, you know, the, you know this fabled black box was going to find us all these like <laughs> special players. Um, I think. Well, like in, Deli Ali. Well, yeah, but oh. I don't know. If it, was it was it Mitchell that scouted him? Well, him, 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 him and Clinton are probably, probably part of the, the black box. But we're looking at um, Wanyama. And that, that seems a bit reactive. <laughs> Our transfer policy shouldn't be reactive. We should see gaps in the team from pre-season yeah. in film. We've, um, we got rid of a lot of Deadwood, which I was happy about. But the fact is we've, you know, we've unsettled Wanyama now. I don't think he'll go to us. Mm. But... And then, you know, we've got, we've got this Balassi rumours. I think, well, he doesn't really fill a role within our team. We're spending £20 million on a player that we don't even need. I think the Balassi stuff is, is, <laughs> is bullshit. He's not even... He's in Congo at the moment. His, his father Death of passed, his father, yeah. His father passed away. He's not even in the country. I think, that's all, I think that's all bollocks. But we were talking about the argument between the fans. It's because Daniel Levy or whoever's in charge of the transfers has put us in a situation where four games... Going into the fourth game... We're not ready. The season is, is passing us by already. We had another question from Dominic Loosemore of Twitter. He says, do you think the club can achieve success under Levy and Enoch? Uh, and by that, I mean more than a trophy every nine years. No. Short of an Arab sheik who's going to come in and spend a shitload of money and flout FFP rules, then no-one's going to be able to do that. But, I mean, we've come close... We've been two. We've lost two um, Capital One Cup finals. We've lost a couple of FA Cup semi-finals, which we shouldn't have lost. I'm thinking most the, the Portsmouth, Portsmouth. Portsmouth one. Oh, so God. there you go. There's two finals we've lost and a couple of semi-finals. 
And you know, it could have been it could have been a little bit different. We lost one of those cup finals on penalties, for fuck's sake, you know? It's not like we're not getting there. We just haven't had the rubber to green and there's other clubs out there who who've won even less than what we've won. These heavy 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 Enoch and Levy out um people. Um do they is it that they don't realise the improvement we've made since Enoch have taken over or that we were so close three or four years ago and they've let it slide away. I think it's, I think it's the latter. It's that. It's exactly yeah. that. We had an opportunity and we, we, we missed it. <laughs> that, that boat sailed. Suarez, Aguero, um, Rossi, those kind of guys. We let them slip by and we, we didn't strengthen and, and it's gone. That opportunity went. And people are right to be pissed off about that. But, but it's happening again. You know, we're off to Berrino now with, what, seven days of the window left. And people say, no, it's Levy time, it's Brinksmanship. Well, we've, we've had three games. Red, Harry Kane is isolated. It's not getting... I mean, to be fair, in the second half, he improved. Um, the first half is pretty much anonymous. But we need to... It was clear that he needed help in the team, and he's not getting the help. And it's things like that that happen year after year that's just frustrating the fans. Mm. And rightly so. Yeah, and I think, uh, I think what showed it even more on Saturday was uh, Harry Kane got dispossessed on Saturday more times than anyone else uh, throughout the whole game. It's because he's having to do... So much, so much on his own. Even for the goal, lovely little turn, and, and, and managed to barge his way past a couple of players to get to get into that position for Chadley to put something in for Ali. Mm. Um, but he's having to do it all by himself. And I think, I think you're right when people say about being uh, about what they're angry about the fact that the progression or where we've let it slip from. It's definitely from where we've let it slip from because we've we've had a taste. The taste was there, ready to be lapped up in a big saucer of Champions League milk, uh, and then it was just tasted it and it was spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> I think you know to spoil <laughs> last year last season teams were a team talk would not involve Harry Kane now every team that played against us he's going to be one of the first people they talk about in our team now surely we've acknowledged this and think well let's get him a bit of support and and you know we, we haven't done and then also with um, obviously with Stratford and the you know, potential of Milton Keynes that doesn't warm me to Enoch and Levy <laughs> if I've got any anymore. complaint against Enoch and Levy it would be Three things. It would be StubHub, it would be the lack of support uh, over the year issue, yep. and it would be potential move to Milton Keynes. And Stratford. And Stratford, yeah, sorry. So four ticket things. prices. And ticket prices. So you can understand the ticket prices to some extent. That's I mean, a kind of football I way. They haven't done a bad job, but they just haven't done a great job. They've done a, a decent they've, job. They've done a good job in <laughs> in, in stabilising Tottenham and slowly but surely improving us to a point where we expect a challenge for the champ, Champions League. I remember when I was younger, we were desperate. We were yeah. looking to get into yeah. Europa League remember, through fair play. Yeah. Yeah, and not, not, it wasn't a joke. We were waiting and yeah. counting our yellow cards and hoping to get a European away tie. The first time we qualified for the Europa League and the players and all the players and the and the ball boys going around and see you in Europe next yeah, year. See you know? in Europe. And it was incredible. Yeah. And that, that, that European that first season in Europe away in Prague Fuck man. It's some of my best memories at Spurs. I'd get to experience but, that. You, but yeah, but you get it, it it's about plateaus. And they get and they get they get Increased, or they, 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 they get rise and rise. What am I trying to say? They go up and up and become more and more and more difficult to please everyone. And and it's our expectation. And, and, and the same thing we got in the Champions League. That was it. Actually, it was the moment we got in the Champions League where everyone's expectations went through the roof. Mm. We had two of the world's best players in uh, Bale and Modric. We had a, a great defender still in Ledley King, although he's on his way out. We had some other special players. We, we had quality pretty much everywhere. And that was what everyone wanted, but it's unrealistic for a club like Spurs. You can't hold on to Gareth Bale, as we've seen. You can't hold on to Luka Modric. It's just not the club we are. Mm-hmm. And the sooner everybody accepts it and realises that we're, at best, a, a top-five team, the sooner you're going to start enjoying football again. Well, yeah. we're barely even that. We were lucky to in this fifth, to be fair, last season. No, we weren't. Over seasons, Why? 38 games. The table don't I, I lie. Don't think, yeah, I don't think eight games you don't you don't make your own luck, but Liverpool's collapse in a lot of games, fun as it was, was <laughs> part of the season. But, that, but that's part of it. It goes it goes swings and roundabouts. You know, Arsenal having that that you know, when they when they picked us to third, Arsenal you know, part of it obviously we've run that, but Arsenal having that title winning form for the last couple of years towards the back end of the season, that's part of the season, as much as it's annoying, it, it, you know, it happens. I don't think the league table lies, particularly when you've played God knows how many Europa League games on the rest well, of, of course, it as well. but I don't think... I wouldn't say that we were the fifth, fifth best team. Obviously, the league table doesn't lie, but I don't know. We were the fifth best team. Yeah. 
That's the only, only way you can prove this stuff is by where we table. The air crash, where was it? In Sussex. Sussex, Sussex yeah. So Spurs sent the tweet up to Worthing United because they lost a couple of their players. I, I yeah. saw that. It was really and, nice. And, yeah. and the fucking replies. People are really, angry, I didn't even look, man. really. People are saying, why aren't we signing fucking players? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, now. Yeah, two people have died here. Yeah. There's two? Twenty? Yes. Well, two people from their team. Oh, oh right, right, yeah, right, 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 right. I see. Um, and it's like, people are just angry, man. Yeah. I think, I think <laughs> what it boils down to with, <laughs> with Enoch is that... Uh, if you would have put things in black and white as to where we were before and where we were now, and it's things in numbers and stats and, and where we are, I think you, someone would look at that and go, "Well, that seems like a pretty decent job." Yeah. But it's those—it's in between the lines of when we didn't capitalise on this or we didn't go for that type of player or make the most of that situation. And I think is where the frustration comes from, and then that's where the arguments come for the people that look at things in perhaps a black and white, uh, and the people that look between the lines. And I think it's almost in a, it's almost unavoidable to an extent. I reckon every Spurs Twitter account should come with methamphetamine. <laughs> okay, every Spurs, every Spurs Twitter you think, account. You think everything should come with methamphetamine? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, everyone would be a lot happier. <laughs> a lot, lot happier. But if, if everyone on Twitter just took a little bit of meth every now and then, yeah. everyone would be a bit happier. That's nice advice well, to no- the kids. There's nothing wrong. Like, if you're under 18... Dabble, but don't get involved in that. If you're under 18, do acid. Do acid. Yeah. Over 18, meth. Yeah. Meth, over 18. Obviously, don't take any of this seriously. We're being silly. Yeah, we are. Take it. While we're talking Inject it, though, because that's the way to If you wonder why we never had a sponsor for the podcast. Yeah. Like we'd want one. I would just like to say that we did skip over one of the biggest positive from, from Saturday was Deli Ali. Mm. Or did I I didn't blank out, we did we, <laughs> <laughs> we did That's genuinely looking at that. That's the myth. That's the myth. Yeah. Uh, no, no. We were singing his name at the end of the game as well. Yeah, I, I like the song. I like the song. Oh, it's an awful song, but I it's fun to sing. I fucking liked it. People were going crazy in yeah. the front. It's like bar me arm in it. Yeah. What else do you want? He's no, gonna he loved it. Mm. But it's the way he celebrated. He came over to the fans and celebrated straight away. We just loved having him on. And he's he's pushing at the door for a start now. Mm. Because he came on, he was positive straight away. And even he could have even had a second mm. as well. Do, do you know what I like? I like his face. His <laughs> face is just, it's just so sweet and quite innocent. He does. He, he's got a genesis about he, him. He, not, not, not baby poo sweet. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you licked him as well? <laughs> have you licked Deli <laughs> Ali? No. I, no, I would <laughs> like to. <laughs> You're telling me you wouldn't lick him. <laughs> I'd lick him, I'd definitely yeah, lick him. Not yeah, not anywhere like, Any like other, that, but I'd lick any, his face. Any Spurs players you wouldn't lick? Um, no, fuck Lamella, I wouldn't go anywhere near him. No, no, not because he's bad for it, but I reckon Lamella would be alright. Oh, it would okay, be properly be clean. Be ain't no pimples yeah. on that. He's shit. like ex machina, he'd be properly, properly <laughs> clean. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine licking Eric Dyer's head. Lamella it'd be like licking the M4. Lamella sleeps in the cupboard. <laughs> no, licking a 9 volt battery. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of players I wouldn't lick. <laughs> yeah. There's none. I'm quite like if you had the opportunity to lick a footballer, you'd probably take it. Piggy Brunt. I wouldn't lick uh, Paddy Kenny. Mm. No way. Kevin Nolan stinks of shit. You can tell. <laughs> Same. Kevin Nolan. Yeah. Anyway, Daly Ali was good. It was. He came up afterwards as well after the game finished and and came and um, came and a bit a bit closer to the fans like <laughs> Harry Kane always does to have a bit of a clap and everyone loved that. To be fair, so it was. I yeah. wouldn't lick David Unsworth. <laughs> <laughs> I think Chris Morgan's another one. Christian Zieger. Chris, uh, yeah, no, no yeah, yeah. way. I wouldn't lick that. <laughs> wouldn't lick him either. But Deli Ali, I like his. I like the. I like the way he plays. I like his uh, attitude. I like his eagerness across the pitch. He scored a goal, which was all about wanting it, and mm. he really wanted that. Absolutely. And um, it was just a big difference. So, Compare, you, can't, you can't compare him to Lamella and stuff, but then you can because he was a direct replacement that game and he just fucking wanted it, you know? Sometimes well, it's what you need. Well, what about the demotion of Bentelev? I mean, he came on and it was almost inconsequential in being on the pitch, really. Yeah. I think um, he struggles coming off the bench. I think he's... He does a bit, but there's clearly a dip in form there. Something something is something has gone drastically wrong. Dalian Atkinson, I wouldn't lick him. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or Michael Ricketts. Carson Yanko, I wouldn't lick him. <laughs> Michael Ricketts, yeah. Do you remember? He played for England. England's Michael Ricketts. Yeah, that's true. Glorious. <laughs> all right, uh, that's it. If anyone else, you wouldn't like <laughs> No. No, all right, that's, <laughs> that's it from the first half of the Fighting Cop podcast. Windy. Yeah. Windy, about to draw the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you, I got your back. Windy. 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 Yeah, Windy. Windy. 
here, back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off the loan players, Grant Ward played 78 minutes for Rotherham in a 4-2 loss at QPR. Connor Ogilvie made his league debut, playing 90 minutes for Stevenage in a 2-0 win over Hartlepool. Shaq Coulthurst wasn't involved for Wigan as he's returned to Spurs as he recovers from an injury. Nathan Odwell was a 16th minute sub and Dominic Ball remained on the bench as Rangers won 1-0 against Hibs. Moving on to the youth teams, a goal from Samuel Shashua and two from Ryan Loft helped us to a 3-1 win at Southampton on Saturday morning. That leaves us with seven points from three games, second in the table. Kieran McKenna said after the match, Samuel was excellent, especially in the first half, and was supported really well by the likes of Armani Daly, Zedon Stilinides, Marcus Edwards and Ryan Loft. Some of our final third play was really imaginative, stylish and penetrating. Our under-21 side lost 1-0 at a strong Sunderland team on Sunday. Having seen the squad, I said pre-match that I expected a good win. We had Alex Pritchard, Josh Onomar and Harry Winks playing, with Cameron Carter-Vickers and Milos Velkovic making up our centre-back pairing. But Sunderland had an even stronger side with lots of league experience. They included Jordi Gomez as well as Mavrias, Roberge, Will Buckley and Mandron. Our coach, Matt Wells, said after the match, the players have to take the lesson from the game. They can't write it off, especially as it's happened before, and the pattern of the match was exactly as we predicted. Last week, I had a question from at Ben Borman 21 who said, could you do a brief player profile on Cameron Carter-Vickers and what chances there are of him playing Europa League games this season? So, what do we know about Carter-Vickers? He's a 17-year-old centre-back who's been with Spurs since he was 11. He was famously called up to the USA Under-23 squad as a 16-year-old, so seven years ahead of time. He then went on to be a main part of the US Under-20 World Cup side, which made the quarter-final. They actually lost against Milos Velkovic's Serbia on penalties, and both Velkovic and Kartovic has missed penalties in that match. The US Under-20 coach, Tab Ramos, said of him, even though he's the youngest player on the squad, he's probably one of the most mature on the field in terms of the way he plays. We're very excited about his future and what he's going to give US soccer over many years to come. I think one of the reasons he was called up to the Under-23 US squad was because they wanted to get him, basically, before England did. Um, I don't know whether there was any interest shown by England at any point, but the US have been very good and very quick to involve him. Klinsman's spoken about him on numerous occasions and they've been very supportive of his career so far. He qualifies for the US through his dad, who uh, is called Howard Carter and was a basketball player in the 80s for the Louisiana State University Tigers, so he's fairly well known in America. Um, Howard Carter was was very tall, whereas Cameron Carter-Vickers is a lot smaller. I guess um, that's kind of helped by the fact that his mum is so tiny I stood next to her next to her at an under 18 match once and she's a very small lady amazing to think that her son is uh, so huge he's built like a tank he's his legs are like tree trunks but he like as I say he's not the tallest he's he must be 5'11 or 6 foot at this point although he could grow as a 17 year old he's still got room to grow the most impressive thing about his um, style of play I would say He's very comfortable in possession. He's happy to bring the ball out from the back. Um, unusually so for a centre-back. He's, he's very controlled on the ball, even when under pressure. He's a physical specimen. He's happy to go shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder with attackers. He's quick, and he reads the game well. For his age, he's an incredibly impressive player. He made 10 appearances for the under-21s last year. And this season, I would expect him to get some involvement in the early Europa League games, depending on whether we can sell Fazio or not, which would open up a route to the first team for him, or perhaps even the early League Cup matches where we to get favourable draws. There's also the option of sending him out on loan um, when before the loan window closes. League football would be of huge benefit to him. But equally, he could just play under-21 football for this season. That's it for this week, but if you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. Second half of the Fighting Cup podcast. Can we make it a little bit more positive this time? No. It was, okay. pretty, it was quite positive. <laughs> no, I tried to bring it back to being positive. I, you, we I think we were quite, quite balanced. Yeah. No, <laughs> it wasn't. It was all right. It right. felt like we won. You know, you've got, to, you've got to say both sides of the story, otherwise we get accused of one or the other, you know. 
where it leads quickly, uh, neatly rather, onto the Cool Calm sponsorship. Uh, 12 men, say sponsorship, partnership, but don't give us any money. <laughs> 12, <laughs> obviously. Uh, 12 men a day commit suicide is for. <laughs> so, let me start that again. Cool Calm, 12 men a day commit suicide. It's for the hits because we don't talk about our problems. If you're feeling sad or low, talk to someone. It doesn't have to be someone you know. Calm have a helpline open from 5pm until midnight. The number is 0808 802 5858. They also have a web chat open from 5pm until midnight. Visit thecalmzone.net. And the Twitter handle is at thecalmzone. Give them a follow. Good people. Everton. Um, I watched the game they played against Man City. It was a great game of football. Really enjoyed it, actually. And I've rarely watched football. <laughs> <laughs> I watch Spurs barely. <laughs> no, I, I, I do watch Spurs, but I I, obviously, but I, I, I kind of don't really. I, I don't, I'd rather watch boxing than football, if I'm being honest. Mm. I don't like. I have no interest in watching two fans of other clubs being happy. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I want every fan of every other club to be unhappy. Mm. Um, Apart from FC United and AFC Wimbledon, apart from them, we want them to be happy. But That's true. generally, I, I kind of couldn't give a fuck about anyone else, unless the, the unless it, actually sometimes when Arsenal play someone good, it's likely that they're going to b- get beat. I watch that until mm. they score and then turn it off. But, <laughs> yeah. but I watched this game; it was um, it, it was, was quite good. It was. It was what football yeah, was supposed I mean, to be I know, T, you're not, you're not a fan of Martinez, are you? No, he's a fraud. <laughs> I thought that was what you called him last time. <laughs> but I quite like the way, I like, quite like his football philosophy. I like the way he sets, sets up. And um, he was on Monday Night Football a couple of weeks ago. Very he sp- good. He spoke really well. Mm. And I like the way he sees the game and he sets his teams up to play nice football. And they don't have a lot of money. And they've got their own problems with their chairman about not buying players. But I, I do actually enjoy the way they set up. I find that with Martinez, when the pressure's off, he, you know the team does does all right. So this isn't they're not in Europe. They haven't got the extra burden, and they you know playing a bit more with a bit more expression. Maybe last season they had a few games too many and they couldn't handle. They got a very small squad, but our record against Everton isn't bad. I think we won our last three, and the last game we played against them at Goodison Park last season that was actually a very good performance. Yeah. Maybe with a team who are not just coming to shut us down and survive, maybe we'll show our true colours. Mm. Do you worry about players like Barkley and Lukaku, stones at the back? Yes, because our defence haven't mistaken them, or ten. <laughs> Lukaku's, uh, I-, I love him, man. I right. wish we'd have bought him. Mm. Uh, I-, I much prefer Benteke to him myself. But... Yeah, so do I, actually, but yeah, either or. <laughs> <laughs> both of them would have been OK. I'd, I'd happily lick both of those. <laughs> <laughs> Everton, uh, the-, the main worry that Everton would-, would-, would give to me is that they're quite... They're not direct in terms of the way they play in terms of long balls or anything like that, but they're quite. When they attack, they attack quickly and with purpose. Um, you know, even against Man City, it just it looked like they knew what they were doing going forward. And I think that's one thing that, that I've noticed with us, or what I struggle with us a little bit is, is we still don't really know of what we're meant to be doing in that final third. And as I've said before, we struggle to commit to movement in the final third, uh, whereas they don't. They've got people like Coleman. Who will, who will give them that extra width and give them that directness uh, that allows them to be a bit more positive. Yeah, Alex is right. They can mix it up. They can go short into into Barkley and work it from there. Or they can go long. They can, get, they can hit the diagonals up to Lukaku. And um, Kone, who I think was a bit of a hate figure for a while at Everton, he seems to have um, he's had a decent start to the season I still well. think he's getting quite a bit of, He's still got a little bit of stick yeah. after, after Sunday. Yeah, I've got, I've got a couple of... Um, I've got a couple of, uh, of Everton mates, and they're still they still think he's a bit of a just a you know fanboy of Martinez, really. But it, it does go to show that if you've got a central midfield which is quite solid, and they've got their team uh, MacArthur and Barry, they base their team around those two. One of them who we were linked with quite heavily this McCarthy, summer, yeah. and um, you know they got they got a good structure, they got a decent team. The squad's a bit weak. But this was the game last season that made Mason. This was the game that kind of um, that we were meant to see like the real Pochettino team. So perhaps it's kind of timed quite nicely that it could be the same again this year. Do you think Everton are open in, in the game that you saw against Man City or is it just Man City were excellent? Man City were excellent. Yeah, they were. So we're going to struggle to create chances, you think? Or? I don't think Everton will come to spoil, so they'll have a chance to show what we can do. Um, I'd expect him. I've seen um, Townsend training, so maybe there's a chance Townsend does get a start. Um, Deli Ali's knocking at the door as well. Maybe we'll see a more expansive Spurs 
think it's does, a team who will play more of an open game. Does but, Delhi play, take take the place of Delhi Ali take the place of Dyer or, uh, or Mason. Uh, Mason? Did Mason start? Mason started. Yeah, did very well. well but, <laughs> What concerns but me about... In, sorry, it's in that position. Delia yeah. plays in... Yeah, he'll play a vote, yeah, one maybe, of those two, yeah. Maybe he'll play in the three, though, because he was, he was a lot more advanced. Well, this is what I was going to ask before the first time. Where, where will we play him? His ability seems to be going forward. 4-3-3. Three, three. You've been playing on about yeah, He's not going to do 4-3-3, three, 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 so let's just... Let's have a real answer. 4-3-3 three, is... is Potts won't do it. It's, it can be done, though. It I can be, but it won't do it. You, but the question was, what do I think? And I, I, I think we should play 4-3-3. Three, three. Three. Less, less about what you think. Okay, yeah. More about what will Potts do. <laughs> yeah. He won't play. He won't play. Dele. So you think he'll play one of those? One of those two. So it'll be. So say Ali does start. Ali and Mason. I don't think he'll trust Ali in a two. Yeah, I don't. He'll think trust he him in a three. Either. He won't trust him in a two. So instead of Lamella, if Ericsson's not fit, uh, Chad, Chad Lamella should even be in the squad, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's what I'm saying. I, I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't have Dembele in the starting lineup. The, the thing is, we, we're going, we need, we're going to need legs in that midfield because when in their last away game when they played against um, Southampton, they absolutely destroyed them on the counter attack. <laughs> and Southampton play very similar to us, so we need legs in midfield. It'll be Mason and Dyer again, and and G or Clint. Do I think know. he'll play. I don't think he'll play. You're not in the squad? I was surprised he wasn't in the squad, because he, he, he got clearance, didn't he? I think he got clearance in time as well, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, but yeah. It's not, you know what Pochettino's like. He, he, he sets up his team a week yeah, in advance, yeah, and true. nothing's going to yeah. unshake un- un- that. I think with a Martinez team, and, the, and as, as you can see from the conversation we're having, I don't think, I, I don't think you're going to know what to expect from Everton. I think they are one of those teams that they can have a performance like Man City, even though they did lose, because City were excellent, but they were also very good. Or they could come and do what they did last time when they came to White Hart Lane, and, you know, we... we Played them off the park, didn't we, in that game? And they were in a decent run of form at that time as well. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't think you know when a team isn't going to come to spoil, as T says. So we'll have to wait and see. If you look at their starting eleven, I'm quite envious of some of the players they have: Lukaku, Barkley, Coleman, Nerales. Coleman is a fantastic, and James McCarthy is McCarthy. Brilliant. Stones at the back. They've got a good fucking team there. Got a good first eleven. Yeah, good. yeah. Obviously, you need much more than your your star players. But if you if you look at I think all six of those would get into our team. There's, there's mistakes in their team, as Watford showed in the in the opening yeah. game of the season. There are mistakes in their defence. But um, at left back, they've got problems there. Um, Baines is out long term. Yeah. Um, Galloway, who I've got a lot of time for, came yeah. off injured. Yeah. So he looked maybe, devastated as well, didn't he? Yeah. Bless him. Yeah. Because maybe that could be something that we can exploit. Fuck him. Get behind. Bless him. Get, well, get I like little kids doing well. Aren't I? But he, what? No, shut up. <laughs> he played against um, Tottenham in, in Goodison <laughs> last time, last season. He did, he did pretty well. So yeah. obviously he'd be gutted. But I think I think I think we've got a chance to you know have a bit of redemption in this game. We'll see, won't we? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I. I you know, you know, form it, it plays so far, so so much into your mood, mm. it, how you see the club. When Spurs are playing well, Ian Cowart on Twitter disappears pretty much, mm. um, bar a couple of people who are kind of obviously staunch. And so you should be if you believe something, you shouldn't unwavered, uh, shouldn't waver purely because of form. But I am, I have a little bit of trepidation going into this game, mm. and I'm usually confident, but mm. I. Just, I really like the way Everton look. I like the players they have. I just think they're going to do all right. We're still going to win 5-0, but... <laughs> well, the only thing I worry about is just the leadership. As I pointed out earlier on, two experienced players are making mistakes. Um, Vertonghen, I think Morales gave Vertonghen a torrid time, and you do worry. I mean, is, is Morales fit? Did he play yesterday? Morales was on the bench. I mean, yeah. so, Come on. But you do worry. If they've got any nippy strikers up there, I do worry about how Vertonghen will handle that, because he just didn't know what to do. There's Marvels at all. I know Jan's coming for a lot of, a lot of stick, but I, I, I don't think he was as bad as people were making out yesterday. Yeah, I think that Mar- that Mahrez goal was... He, he is in in some fantastic form He's at the minute. Four goals he, swi- he switched that blade very, very quickly. And even when, as we said earlier, when he did show him Danny outside, he still managed to get off a yeah. shot and hit the post and Loris was beat then. Yeah, but that was, that, that was a snapshot. It wasn't, like, it wasn't a clear view of a goal, was it? He, he moved him away from the goal and he got a shot off. And the fact that you're going to move someone towards it, I mean, that's been over it. So I, I think the issue, I, I don't, I think the issue for me uh, in in both games so far, or all of the games so far, has been um, has been that the ball has been or that it's been allowed to get to that phase of play. Yes, Ben already. Davis was yeah. beaten easily for the header. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, and, and that's why I think that the, maybe the last part of that play is you see Vertonghen's feet or head or whatever it might be when that shot goes off. But I yeah. think it's the phase before that is the issue. 
I think both are. I mean, they both cause a goal. Yeah. All right. So, uh, any predictions for the game? Two two. We'll win three one. Two one Spurs. I'm going to start do, stop doing the five 0 jokes. It's been four years. Uh, <laughs> it's never it wasn't funny the first time. If I'm honest. It did, happen. <laughs> did it happen? It did once? happen? Sunderland, happen Newcastle. I think. Yeah, it's well. Newcastle. Um, I'm going to say. 1-0 Spurs <laughs> <laughs> OK so we've got Sunderland Palace and Man City coming up um, you'd hope you know, 12 points well, there's an international break in between oh, oh fuck oh, them do you know what we probably need it yeah. <laughs> so um, maybe the Sunderland game will be the first look at any new signings if we get any at all so um didn't they? Didn't they draw at the weekend? South Sunderland. Yeah, they had. Um, they had a. They had. They've had like, their kind of really bad days, but they seem. The fans seem to have understood. There's no point walking out of a game at half time, and they actually. I think Dick Advocate even mentioned that they rallied and they did all right. And Defoe scored a decent goal. Kabul was injured officially. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I think we all know why he wasn't there. <laughs> uh, and uh, Palace. I mean, that's a little bit just short, short and sweet. How do you think we do against them? It'll be, be, right. be a tough game. They're good. It just depends they're, on who we get in. They're playing well, aren't they? Have you noticed he's got this weird little kind of black yeah. circle in the back of yeah. his head? Yeah. Almost like he's been detached from something. It's really yeah. quite strange. Chlamydia, that is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pal- at home, I think. I think that's. I think it was a decent shout at, at Soho's Park. I'd have. I'd have. I'd have worried for us. I must admit. Um, but we don't, like I said, it doesn't it all depends on signings and all sort of what's going to happen over the next Then we've got days, a banker so. against Man City. Yeah, yeah absolutely a banker. Their well, first defeat of the season, that They was. terrify me, Man City, every year. All right, let's move on to the questions. Uh, this week, Andy Carroll injured himself when putting on shoes. Uh, <laughs> have you ever injured yourself in a ridiculous way? Um, I've done my back in getting out of bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I think most people have done that. People I'll, have back problems. I woke up uh, once with quite a st- stiff neck. By the time I got to work, as a grown man, I was in tears at my desk, <laughs> crying <laughs> in front of young people. And that is, that's not good. You need to, when you work with young people. Some of them are in gangs. Yeah. <laughs> some of them are coming out. They smell weakness. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're coming out of care homes and that kind of thing. So these are vulnerable, temperamental young people. And um, yeah, a man crying at his desk isn't isn't the best look. Uh, yeah, that was pretty bad. Hamstring during sex. Oh yeah, this is the uh, when you was yeah, it went properly. You know when you see like a forward <laughs> sprinting down the line and he suddenly he's just got to stop and he puts his hand on his back and he needs to do that hobble. Did he hear it? Okay. Uh, no, it was like it was like someone had lit a match inside my thigh. It was just like a horrible burning sensation. It was agony and I screamed. I think she thought I was coming. <laughs> uh, You've never come, huh? You've never come though, Robert. It's like a fucking Trojan, just oh, fucking yeah, forever. Just keep going, yeah. I had to stop and say, look, I've got to go and sit down. <laughs> that wasn't my wife, by the way. That was someone before. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I, um, I once gave myself a black eye with an egg cup. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually drew blood. I was emptying a dishwasher and I dropped, one of the, I dropped the egg cup. And as it was falling, I kind of like dived to save it and I flicked it in the air. And as I flicked it, it caught me just above the eye, you know where that bone bit is? Yeah, and it just, your orbit. It, it hit called. there, it sw- the orbit swelled up, blood. That says you're right, but trying to be too fucking fancy. I saved the egg cup, up. but I also cut my face open. Why'd you flick it? Well, because I dived for it, you know, like they're doing cricket, to try and get it, and I flicked it up. That's your own fault for being like that. Yeah, I've been too fancy. I was, uh, I was pleasuring myself quite vigorously uh, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, you're going to tell the story? OK, good. No, not, not, in, not in depth. <laughs> I'm just going to say that I, I woke up with a cock twice the size as I <laughs> Not in a good way. Then it should be. Well, I was quite happy with it, to be honest. It was like putty. <laughs> 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 like, hey, what use is that to you? Well, because yeah. when I grabbed it, my fingerprints were left in the side. Oh, <laughs> oh god! So, but that wasn't, you know, that wasn't a, a ridiculous way. That was a completely sensible way. Yeah, just too, just too aggressive. <laughs> yeah, too aggressive. But you know, I enjoyed myself. The little fella enjoyed himself. Just whinged a bit afterwards. Um, you know, Buckler from the. Fall. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a fucking massive question. <laughs> it is. I haven't read this, so I'm going to try and read it out and do it justice. Finally, the time has come. It's the morning of the first game at the new White Hart Lane. You've been looking forward to this for years on end. The chance has come to stand behind the goal at Tottenham in the one-tiered rail-seating area. To hear the roar over 55,000 Spurs fans in their own unique state-of-the-art football stadium to rival no other. Uh, then a sudden realization that you've lost your ticket, forgot season ticket cards, and all the all that for the purpose of this. What the fuck? Uh, and there is no time to get a replacement. The club won't get it. Won't issue new ones. Your mate have no spares. Nothing. What depths do you go to to be inside the stadium for the first game at our brand new stadium? I would lick Christian Zeger's face. <laughs> <laughs> Topical and yeah, nice. And dealt with. That's yeah. not even pre-planned as well because you, the Ziga stuff's only come out through the first half. I like it. I hope you've got something pre-planned. <laughs> I, I didn't read the run order. I was struggling with this question because uh, would, it be, would it be important to you? Would it would, would like being there at the first game of the new stadium? I think it'd be more important going to the last game of yeah, the yeah, than yeah. the first one. That would game. probably be a better. Let's better change. Game. Let's change the question to that. Yeah, just scribble that. Okay. <laughs> so what would you do to be at the last game? At White Hart Lane, there's little I wouldn't do. I'd punch, Short of maybe punch a frail person, a frail woman. I don't know, an old lady. No, fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> I'd be violent against. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I like the way he tries to tell us that he's not like this, right? And then he says stuff like that. I like the way that he looks at you and, goes, <laughs> and the realization comes, and he just goes, "No, I don't mean it. No." I'd mug a disabled person. Like, <laughs> oh my god. I wouldn't punch anyone. I'd mug a disabled person. What? That's not bear. Yeah. It's not violent. <laughs> the hope in his eyes. I just, I just, just, flap, just say it's okay so that he can just... That's fine. <laughs> oh god. Uh, the fine cock does not endorse the mugging of anybody, any kind of. It's uh, a silly question to ask us, really, because our morals are all relatively low. So. <laughs> That's the point. What depth would you plumb to? I, I, um, I, there's little I wouldn't do actually to get in the last game at White Hart Lane. The White Hart Lane's been such a special stadium, a special place to me over the last thirty years. Mm. I start, actually 30, twenty-nine years. I went to my first game when I was four years old, and it's it's been a, it's more than the football. And there's been some amazing experiences there. But the connection I've had with I've met great mates there. But my family, like I've got five brothers. Um, God, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we always go together. Yeah. And uh, and meeting up at the, uh, the pub and going to a, st- a stadium or a, a place that you're familiar with, that you share a common bond with, t- for that to go is is, is massibly sad for mm. me. I, I, I'm kind of struggling with that. I don't want. Uh... So get to it. What would you do? Yeah. <laughs> because the, you're you're coming out. It's going to be something big because you've. Give yourself a massive excuse. Bestiality. There's very little I wouldn't do. Bestiality. That's a minor, isn't it? A bit of bestiality. I'll, I'll go with that. I'll, 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 I'll stick I'll, to the West Country theme and go bestiality. I've got a dog and two cats. There's nothing to me. I've got a dog and two cats. Sorry, Boosh. Sorry, John Wayne. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, Rose. Um... No, it's just like, like forget what I do. I don't have any. I, I don't have anything funny to say, but certainly not funnier than what you just said. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll just leave that there. Funny in the head. Uh, but you know, it, it's it's an amazing, amazing place, and, I, and I'm I'm going to miss it greatly. So I'm less concerned about the first game at the new stadium, more concerned about missing the last game at White Lane, and that day. <laughs> That's going to probably rival Ledley King's testimonial. Yeah, it? it will be incredible. It's going to be hard to get a ticket though. I don't think I'm going to get a ticket either. No, I don't fancy my chances. Well, of course, I've when you come to it, isn't it? but it's it's going to be that will be full of a bit of romanticism. And like I said, it's, it's fine to be excited about the, the new ground. I'd be excited about going to the first I've game. I've got an image of like well. ten thousand men just dry humping bits of <laughs> bits of concrete. <laughs> but you know, just going, what are you doing? You know what? I'm Do you think it's going to be like a running on grabbing bits of grass and on StubHub going for oh, God, crazy? Yeah. Man. No, the, the upper limit of StubHub is two hundred pounds now. So really? Yeah, okay. So it can't be. But I spent judging on one. I'd pay, I'd pay, yeah, yeah. Would you pay? Th- I do stub up. That's as far as I go. <laughs> would you pay two hundred quid to go to the last game of White Hart? Not, not through stub up. I'd, I'd, I'd probably buy it off a towel. So you wouldn't do anything. You wouldn't buy off stub up. Nah. So do you do? You oh, say, okay. I think I. Why might. are we doing this? <laughs> He's made it clear. I didn't use stub up. <laughs> but he said he'd do anything. Not, any, not that. Sure. I said nearly that anything. If you'd add it, uh, forget it. Actually, no, I don't want to go that dark. Let's <laughs> yeah, go. All right, someone asked the next question. Jimmy okay. Rigg on the forum. Okay, Defoe is looking for a new personal assistant. 
What? It's actually a three-part question. <laughs> really can't. Right. What are the three greatest professional? What are the three greatest personal p- professional strengths you could offer the five family that would help you secure this prestigious position? The second part is what kind of birthday would you like to work for as their bitch slash personal assistant? And finally, what do you think you would end up doing that would get you immediately fired? <laughs> so, what are, so what are your three strengths? I'd definitely get caught wanking. That would get me, that would get yeah. me fired. Yeah, I think we could all... Do you, what, what, what's your opinion on wanking at work? Uh, that's no. a glorious thing. Be I can't do it now. I spend all day in the car travelling around. Buddy, yeah. taking the moral high ground. Yeah. There's no way that you haven't wanked at work. Have you not? Oh, fuck off. Oh, yeah. oh, Genuine. Hold, hold on, hold on. His boss listens to this podcast. It's all coming home to roost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't. Yeah, no, of course you haven't. But you work in an office, don't you? Yeah. What, you do at your desk? <laughs> no, but in the toilet. <laughs> what is it whether you're in the office or like in a well, cause, kitchen? Well, because I'm in a car, so I, I'm, unless I'm going to put around the back of a shell, then I'm not going to be able to do it, am I? <laughs> You've done that, haven't you? No. That was too easy. <laughs> yes, you have! <laughs> it, was too, it came out too easy. <laughs> I've been around the back of a shell. I'm not... Wank- I'm wanking not, off around the back of a shell. I'm not wanking in a Fiat 500. <laughs> I've got standards. <laughs> uh, in, in an office, I did it. I used to do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you just hit your teeth with your beer can. I fucking started laughing when you said that, you prick. All right. Uh, so well, that'll, that'll get us sacked. Yeah. yeah. We'll <laughs> wanking yeah. at work in Defoe's manner, basically. So what kind of birthday would you like to work for as a bitch personal assistant? Uh, um, well, Harry came to a bit of an easy answer. So I've got to yeah. find someone a bit more abstract. I'd quite like to work for Hugo. Chadley. Yeah. Is, this yeah. sex, is this sexual hate again? Um, <laughs> let's just move on. I could take his left, yeah, because he'd have like plenty of birds, and then you can just all the ones that he doesn't upset, make him breakfast you've in the morning, lo- get their number. You've got low self esteem, you have <laughs> low self esteem. You've got to pick up the t- <laughs> it's like a super t- the cast, <laughs> the cast offs of a glorious man. Pick yeah. him up, pick him up. Off yeah. the floor, take him out. Nice guy. It's, it's, what, it's all I've got, it's nice guy. <laughs> friend zone, I was president of that zone. <laughs> Make them breakfast, friends, then <laughs> sneakily he, get in there. You see, our space in the dictionary is just friend zone, like two thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, so, what are the three greatest strengths I could offer their family? Accounting, that's a strength. Punctuality. <laughs> I'm very punctual. I can sell him some sunglasses. <laughs> um... I don't, I don't come easily. <laughs> that's, that's a our, strength. That's our three strengths. Pharmaceuticals? <laughs> yeah, always. Yeah. God bless my hair grow. Um, I've made a right show of myself this afternoon. <laughs> um, Fatfish59 from Twitter, he says, Would you rather have a cock that dis- <laughs> Sorry. Would you rather have a cock that dispenses hot English mustard or an ass that's shirt mint chocolate chip ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. That's all right. <laughs> Oh, I can um, drink the ice cream all day long. I can't take the heat of my cock. Yeah, no. Yeah, mustard's not that arse, useful. Yeah. Mustard is only useful like, with a couple of dishes. Well, if you like mustard, you can get yeah, a job in a restaurant. But you're not going to eat as <laughs> <laughs> a dispenser. Yeah. yeah. Just like when they ask if you want pepper. <laughs> 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 Who's having the hot dogs? Like Dijon, <laughs> They just wheel you over to the table and like pump your head and the mustard comes out. <laughs> I like mint chocolate ice cream. Glory old kind of you, shit. You've got to think about this. Um, hot English mustard is quite an unpleasant thing. Mm. Uh, a cool mint chocolate chip ice cream. Quite soothing. It's not the worst in the world. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you wouldn't have much pen in your ring either. Just... Yeah. Mm. I, yeah. Think, I, I think ice cream. Very Spurs-centric this second half, isn't it, Ben? <laughs> First half was negative, this half was talking about wanking and shit. What else can you do when Spurs are as shit as they are? You, you know, like, <laughs> we're like a bunch of chocolates, aren't we? Box of chocolates. <laughs> Could you imagine if anyone recommended listening to this podcast <laughs> this week? Oh, you got to listen to the fighting cock, it's the bollocks! <laughs> I, what I like about the fighting cock is you can go from last week, where I thought it was... Brilliant, that band was very good, but very professional and it was all very sensible to this nonsense. I think it's been alright, I think it's been quite some educated. Some, we've talked about Yeah, so let's, let's, re- let's do a little <laughs> recap. What's Barty going to do? He's going to eat baby shit, mug a disabled person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm to feel an old lady. <laughs> Sw- swollen cocks. Yeah. You've, uh, you're in the friend zone permanently. Not now. No, no, you're married. Now, married is dog. Are you sure she's not? Is she not your best mate? She is my best mate. Oh, oh well, there you go. Oh, oh, Sloppy ending. <laughs> he hasn't uh, said anything controversial. No. Still hung up. Which is strange because <laughs> if I'd have put money on a week where he would really have gone, just look so unhappy. Of, he looks yeah. so, you need to, you know, you need, do you need a cuddle? Do you want a cuddle? Yeah, I, I lost my phone, man. I feel like I've lost. <laughs> that, that's what it is. Now we can. But the first story was that you got mugged. 
The second... <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah no. On the night, on the night that you, you, you could have went, oh, someone stole my phone when I fell asleep. Because Flav told the whole WhatsApp group that it's stolen, so we were all worried about you. Did I say that? This isn't working the podcast. Yeah, right, 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 <laughs> sorry. All right, that's <laughs> it from the Fine Cut podcast. It's been horrible. Um, <laughs> we're really sorry, but I think 90% of the time we produce pretty decent stuff. Yeah. This isn't it's one of those week. times. Yeah, give but, us a break. But I uh, hope you laughed a little bit. <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to go and mug some disabled people. <laughs> Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. When I clock out of the hospital at 6 p.m., I'm not done for the night. That's when Gamer Nurse 40 clocks in and she's got orcs to slay. Sure, I'm playing a 13 year old in Scranton, but he's a level 53 mage with a filthy mouth. So I need to stay on top of my game. What'd you call me? That's when I crack open a Heineken 00. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I can focus on stealing his gold before his mom tells him it's bedtime. Take that, kids. Heineken 00. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Network.